0: If you said you'll keep waiting till the cows come home, you don't need to wait any longer. If you've said, I just wish we'd build up our military presence again in the Middle East, well, you've got your wish. And if you've wished to speak with famous people from the Bible, then let's start talking. That's just some of what we'll chat about as we explore the signs of the times. Our weekly look at Bible prophecies we find in the world's news for Friday, July 21st, 2023. And if you've wished someone could help you find the right insurance for your life, then let me introduce you to our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency Featuring Erie Insurance products, they can help you find the right coverage for your needs. And it all starts when you contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Now you can listen to this or previous episodes, share them with your friends who are still waiting for those cows to come home, or ask Pastor Mark that prophecy question you can't stop thinking about. By hitting us up at waymedia.net then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to ask if part-time band leaders are called semiconductors is Pastor Mark, who on a recent trip to France, discovered why the French eat snails, because they don't like fast food. Oh, no,
1: that's, no, that's, yeah, it took a minute.
0: Testing, testing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the after joke got more laughter, but no, I keep thinking of that guy that does the Mario brother things in France, and he had that big snail in the middle of the road blocking traffic. I don't know if you saw that video or not, so that's a part of my mind, which is kind of funny, but yeah, that's, you know, you get out of the way, come on, let the S car go and every other car. <laughs> oh my word. Oh, that is, that's, that is fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, the crickets are still going, come on. I was uh, I don't know. Anyway. That anyway, was, we had a fun moment.
0: Yes, we did. So that was good. That, that, was our, that was our allotted fun moment. At least you and I did. That was our allotted, <laughs> Two yes. out of all the listeners. How many people did we just lose <laughs> as they tuned <laughs> they turn out? The dial. Turn the dial. They turned the dial. <laughs> <laughs> it there Really? There's not even dials anymore. Di- then they pushed the a button.
1: No, you can turn dials now. My car is so old. It's a 2012. I can turn dials. Oh, you can still I can turn dials. still turn the dial and go, yeah, oh, I sure can. Okay. So but then again, it's a 2012. Okay. It's 11 years old. If you slam
0: your phone nowadays, you'll break it. Yeah, that's right. It's so you right. can't, you know, like slam the receiver.
1: Yeah. Anyway, all
0: right. Well, we're we're uh, we're getting into me TV area of discussion. <laughs> so let's let's get into our
1: let's do it. Let's, let's do let's get it. into our articles. Let's do this, as my granddaughter says. Let's yes. do this. <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, this is from Israel three sixty five News. The biblical red heifer could bring yeah. millions of visitors to Samaria. Yeah, this is
1: exciting. Again, I think most of our listeners probably know about the red heifer. Uh, the Bible says in Numbers 19, you have to have a red heifer that hasn't had a yoke upon it and that is uh, uh, sacrificed and burned. The ashes are used in the water to purify the priests. And didn't they find
0: one here in Tennessee to well, ship
1: over they there? They brought four over from, they brought from, from, four. from America. I don't remember. Now, I know oh, they had, okay. No, hold on. They had some from Tennessee. I can't remember if these are the ones from Tennessee or these are from Texas or somewhere else, because what happened is they've been looking, great for these red heifers. It has to be a specifically spotless red heifer, okay? And it has to reach a certain age to prove it's spotless, because they can look red all over and then later on develop a genetic, you know, white spot or yes. whatever. So uh, several were taken over or were kept here, maybe, even, whatever, and then they, they ended up not being spotless. So I don't know if that was the group from Tennessee or not. Then they found these four— and whether these four are the Tennessee ones or the Texas ones, I don't remember right now off the top of my head. But they found four of them. They took them to Israel. And there's more than one they're watching. But they're moving the first. Let me just read the article. It's exciting. But that's what the red heifer is. It is needed for the third temple, uh, for the ashes, the purifying of the priests. And so it is a hard thing to find. They've been looking for, well, pretty much since they got back in the land. Now they think they've got one. Hundreds of visitors flocked to Shiloh. Which is, by the way, where the tabernacle was for the first 300 and so years there in Israel when they first came in the land. In Samaria's uh, Benjamin region on Thursday to welcome a biblically pure red heifer. The 22 month old cow, which was brought to Israel from the United States, found a new home at the ancient Shiloh Heritage Site. I've been there. It's beautiful. Uh, where the biblical tabernacle once stood. You can still see the outline of where the tabernacle was. Very exciting. Uh, in the coming month, two more heifers will be transported to the town. Those are the, out, of the, out of the four. I think one of them has already been disqualified. So they're down to three, but two more will be transported to the town and a center will open there dedicated to researching the phenomenon. The heifer's Will be kept in a fenced-off area, and visitors will not be able to touch the animals. The mysterious red heifer, or the para aduma, is first mentioned in the Book of Numbers when God instructs Moses and Aaron to take, and I quote, a perfectly red, unblemished cow upon which no yoke was laid. The animal is subsequently slaughtered, and its ashes are used in a purification ritual. Benjamin Regional Council head Israel Guns called the Cow's Arrival a historic moment. It really is. On so many levels. First of all, the fact that they're looking for one, that means they're trying to reinstate the sacrifices. Uh, The fact that they found one. They're not easy to find. That also is... A, is, a
0: red heifer, period.
1: A, well, you can find red heifers. Okay. We have them all over the, the, the fields okay. of America, but a perfect... Perfect one. I'm talking no other blemish, nothing. It's all red. That's not easy to find. These four, it was amazing. They found four and brought them over. One was already disqualified. Three others are now being watched, and the first one has been delivered there. So... Again, it's exciting because what they want to do is it shows they're ready to rebuild the temple. They want to go in and re-institute the sacrifices. So um, this is all very, not only historic, very biblical. Very, but, very biblical.
0: But this is just the ashes of the red heifer, right?
1: Yeah, that's all they need. They'll burn that. the animal. So take it's not the like they
0: need red heifer after red heifer after red
1: heifer. Exactly. That's a great thing to point out because I was going to make another point okay. about that. One is, is that if you get a container of ashes from a heifer, it lasts a long, long time. As a matter of fact, um, our tour guide, one of our tour guides when we were there years back, I believe it might have been Ronnie Simon, I think it was Ronnie, uh, a friend and a, a, sweet, wow. a sweet friend there in Israel. Um, he said that when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, one of the things they found in those caves that they didn't, they didn't announce, but Israel knows it and the people there know it, that are in the know, he happens to know about it. He said they found a another jar that just had ashes in it. And he said from, and it was a, it was a, with all the other jars of scripture, it was a you know, Jewish jar, etc. He said there is no reason for anyone, be it the, um, 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 you know, any of the religious groups or sects, uh, sects you know, that are there or whatever. But he said none of those would have any purpose for keeping ashes at all. There's no reason whatsoever. There's only one reason among the Jewish people and all the different groups that you'd ever keep ashes, and that is the ashes of the red heifer. And his theory is and others that are in israel although it's still been quiet this hasn't been spoken of and may not be spoken of until the third temple process is approved and they begin to rebuild which will happen in the last days uh, and they may not need those ashes now they may get these but i think the first ashes he's talking about here would be much more uh valuable to the jewish people uh symbolically he believes that when they fled from uh in, in 70 ad remember there was a group of jews that fled down to masada and they held up in masada for two years he believes that as they fled from Masada, some of those, they actually, in one of those caves, they deposited the ashes of the red heifer mm-hmm. from the days of Christ. So 2,000 years ago, right before Rome destroyed it. Now, if that's the case, his, he said this, we don't need any more ashes. He said, we have all the ashes. They, they last for hundreds of years. He said, we've got this drop a tiny amount in the water, you know, every day to purify in each, each batch of water. He said, we have enough ashes right now. And they could, not only could they reinstitute, Greg, the uh, sacrifices uh, there' on the Temple Mount, but they could use the actual ashes of the Red heifer from the days well, we would be excited to say from the days of Christ they wouldn 't mention that they would just say from right. the days the second temple was destroyed right that 's pretty exciting, although it means nothing to us other than biblical prophecy being fulfilled so as you uh, to get to your point, yes, the ashes would last a long time even if they weren't stored if they're even if they're used they last a long time because you don't need that much just to it's you put it in the water it's it's a symbolic ritual of something sacrificed to purify the water so they may have both they may have a new heifer that they sacrifice And they may have those. And I would say if they bring those out, my guess would be they would use those from the second temple rather than even the new one. So either way, I think it may be covered.
0: So my question would be if they've already had these ashes and these are indeed the ashes of the red heifer. And I don't know if you can DNA test ashes. I really don't. I'm sure they can. I'm sure by now they know. I, I don't know. By now they know. So then that would mean that maybe they aren't which is why they're in pursuit of this current red heifer? Or do you think they just want to go through all of the steps just so they can say, we know for certain, we have everything?
1: Yeah, no, Ronnie said they wouldn't say a word until the approval came to rebuild the third temple and it was legal. Oh. Okay. He said otherwise there would be multiple riot upon riot upon riot. That would said, just be battles that never stopped. I mean, war could break out. Right. Because what you're saying is, if you let the people know, if you let the Jewish people know, we found the ashes of the Red Heifer. Now some of them will go, "Wow, that's cool," but there'll be another big group of them that's going to go, "Wow, that's fulfilled prophecy." So what are we waiting for? That's fulfilled prophecy in the last days. And we need to rebuild the temple because they believe in the last days they'll mm. rebuild the temple for the Messiah to come right. to. Yeah, yeah. So it would it would cause a religious fervor on both sides. That Ronnie says the government <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't say I know for sure. He's just saying my guess is it got quiet when they found those ashes. He said my guess is. If the government has verified, and again, it could be they verified they weren't, so it's kind of faded, but if they verified they were, the government is stopping riots and uprisings and battles until the time is right, because once it's approved, nobody will care. Look, it's been approved, the battle's been won, now bring out the ashes, and there's a greater celebration about what's going mm. on. But if not, trouble, trouble, trouble. Trouble. Yes. So, and anyway. Sitting, uh, sitting, sitting,
0: in, uh, wearing sackcloth and sitting in That's ashes. Right. That's right. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's exciting. Again, for us as believers, yeah. all it means is, is that we're closer to the third temple and the Lord's return. And l- let's do this thing, Lord. Yes. You know, A- let's do this. Yes. <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's look at some Ezekiel 38 and 39 news. Don't know exactly how this is Ezekiel related, but Pastor Mark will be sure to tell us. Yeah. As this is from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, United States F-35s and F-16s and more naval ships. The U.S. keeps bolstering the Middle East military.
1: Yeah, let me read the article. It will, it will explain your question. Oh, it says, dope. there's no shortage of U.S. Air Force assets and other weapons within CENTCOM area. Uh, however, the decision to keep releasing details on purpose of these deployments is clear messaging to Iran and Russia. Mm. Those are two, our two yes. buddies right there in the last yes. day's battle. Days after U.S. officials said that the U.S. would send F-16s to the region and the guided missile destroyer USS Thomas Hudner, more reports emerged on Tuesday of the U.S. sending warplanes to the region. This appears to be an increasing crescendo of messaging designed to deter Iran and Russia. Russia has been harassing U.S. forces in Syria now their motive is hey they're harassing us we're going to make a bigger statement stop harassing us but Greg this plays right into look there's a problem with Russia and Iran right here and we need to kind of deal with it
0: so Iran has been harassing Russia. US US Russia force. has, Russ been, has harassing. been harassing US forces in Syria in Syria yes it's just amazing yeah. to me yeah. that Syria is housing so many type A
1: countries yeah yeah well again because of what the bible says i know it's just
0: it's just amazing to me the political military quagmire that exists over there and somehow you got israel involved you got the u.s involved you got iran involved you've got russia involved you've got whatever's left of the syrian government sitting there yeah um and then all the proxy going back and forth, you know, that Iran's involved with when it comes to Lebanon, which is just the neighbor to the to the West. Right. I I don't know. I just it's amazing to me how all of that just comes together and exists. It it just blows my mind.
1: You know, Greg, the cool thing to me that hit me when you were saying that was is that they have all these private meetings with the top military brass and the president and all these and nobody knows what's going on those meetings about military events around the world and the Middle East and all that. And a baby Christian who gets their first lesson in prophecy knows exactly. They can walk in that room and say, look, I don't know any of the big strategy sequence. I haven't seen the satellite pictures. I don't know all the info you're getting from all over the world and the spies you planted, but here's what you're going to watch for. You're going to see a gathering of Iran and Russia uh, and other nations; these are the nations. They're on the border of Israel. There's going to be; they're going to be a greater and greater problem. They're going to work together more and more. Um, you're going to see a greater and greater divide from Israel. Eventually, they're going to attack. And you can tell them everything they're figuring out with their jaws hanging open. If they just believe the Bible, that you know, they wouldn't need half of the um, intelligence services that they have. Um, and it's just amazing to me that God shows us, you know, just these little kids in His family. He says, "Now the world's trying to figure it out, and they think they've got it under control. I'm running the show." And Come here. Here's what's going to happen. And he tells us, we're going, wow, wow, wow. You know, I, I was just thinking, if anybody heard some of this stuff, you know, years ago, I'm surprised that, you know, that they can't recognize we've been saying this and the church has been saying it, but that shows they don't pay any attention to what the Bible says. And now some of them in there recognize. And they, they see what's going on, but um, I think until, they just, until it happens, they're not going to believe it. And it's just amazing to me what God shows us. We are in such a privileged position as the children of God. We know so much of what's going to happen, and we can give details of the outcome. They're, they're trying to figure out is there gonna be, what's going to be the trouble. Well, we can tell them Iran and Russia are going to link together and Libya and Ethiopia and probably really Sudan instead of Ethiopia, that that region, if you will, um, and Turkey. And they're going to attack Israel. And as soon as they do, they're all going to be destroyed in some miraculous way. We're not sure how yet. Uh, And when that happens, again, the whole world is going to freak out. And and you're going to see this uh, world leader come on the scene That whatever. If you told them that, they say, yeah, you're some crazy whatever, you know, this kind of thing. But we know exactly what they're going to slowly figure out. We already know what's going to happen. He's told us. And for everyone who simply believes him, I just think this is so cool. Yeah. And just a, a child can tell these <laughs> military guys with all this hidden technology what's going on, and, and they don't even know what's what's happening. We do. I love it.
0: Yeah, I love it. And you know, it's amazing for all the ebb and the flow that's been over there over the years. You especially know, ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. They
1: went with us on the last tour.
0: Oh, now, was that one? Eb's a great guy. Was, he worked. Was Rant and Rave
1: part of that they were, group? But, yep, were, yep. And okay. Flow, they all went with us on that okay. trip. But again, yeah. they're the sweetest couple. But yeah. go ahead, I don't it, need to cut you off. Uh,
0: that, that's Uncle Eb, yes right? Yes, yes. And yes.
1: Auntie flow. Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> all right. We had a point. I, was, I stole it. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, the ebb and flow of what's going on over there in the Middle East... Yeah, with the ebb and flow of okay, yeah. Okay, let's um, move on. It'll come back. to Yeah, you. It'll come, come on, back live radio. To me. We got. We it's can't live radio. Hanging. We can't keep no can't people keep people hanging. Dark noise. They're gonna they're gonna hit the it'll, dial. It'll it'll the dial come, they they come not have, later, They're gonna hit
0: right after this story. That's right. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. It's like <laughs> all those countries coming together the musicians in Syria. Let for you, Greg. Let's just soak it in. They're all, yeah, well, they're the world. Oh, there you go. We are the children. It's a choice we're making. Yes, it's a choice <laughs> we're making.
1: We're, we're destroying our own lives.
0: they should say we're, we're destroying we're, our own we're, lives. We're playing that on the radio show. When we come annoying. against Israel, <laughs> we're destroying our own lives. Thus saith the Lord in Ezekiel. But anyway, we've moved uh, on to Ezekiel yes. and gone to the one world religion. Story this about is, Al, I think. Yes, it's a story about Al. My pal Al. <laughs> uh, didn't Paul Simon do a thing? He did, yeah. Okay, he here did. All right. Israel 365 News, New AI... Uh, that's a capital I, not an L. Oh,
1: that's not L. That's not new sorry, That's, that's a new,
0: not a new Al Bible. All right, that's, okay. that's a new AI Bible app. Allows users to chat with biblical characters. Wow. Okay, Okay, this wow. is what I'm doing. This, this is this, real. This, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I, I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> but no, no, no. I've got it right okay. here. Here, right, we right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Adam, what were you thinking? Adam, why didn't you just speak up?
1: Yeah.
0: Why didn't you tell Eve? Don't do that. That's right. Why? Why? That's who I'm talking to. Yeah. I'm going right to the beginning. Yeah. Forget about the rest of the stuff. Get to the source. Let's get to the source. What does Al know? Let's go. What does Al know? He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> and clearly Adam didn't know anything, because if he did, he wouldn't have done, he wouldn't have remained silent, yeah. and we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in today.
1: Well, there's so many things about this that are wrong. Listen to what it says. The new artificial intelligence app claims to allow the user to chat with biblical and not so biblical characters. A trial run leaves the user hoping that the real biblical characters are more inspiring than their computer-generated counterparts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the problem is they need counterparts just to work. Right. A biblical pix chat <laughs> claims to allow users to seek guidance and enter the gateway to biblical wisdom by Ooh. chatting with biblical characters. With AI chat programs, they're now are common. Uh, They can be tailored to suit the individual preferences. For example, with chat GPT, if asked if God exists, it gives a long preamble followed by ambiguous and unsatisfying conclusion. This is what it says. Ultimately, whether or not God exists is is a deeply personal and subjective question. It depends on individuals' beliefs, experiences, and worldview. Different people may have different perspectives on this matter, and it's important to approach discussions about the existence of God with respect to open-mindedness or and open-mindedness. When the Bible picks uh, versions of Moses, it it asks the same question. He responds emphatically in the affirmative, describing him as the creator of all things, visible and invisible. Uh, Though his presence may not be visible in our earthly eyes, his fingerprints can be seen in the beauty of creation, it says, in the intricate design of the universe and the depths of the soul. Now. I want to read some of that just to give you an idea. Look, you can program a computer to say what you want it to say and to pick out certain words. You can see they've already made it politically correct by the A.I. is not thinking, really. It just wrote down what they knew would be acceptable, like whether you believe in God or not, blah, blah, blah. And then if you're a Christian, okay, Moses said this. And you brought up a great point before the show, Greg, you know, that no matter what they do to A.I., it will never have a soul. It can never really think. They're talking about computers thinking. Okay, it thinks in the sense of it's programming and what it can analyze from that programming, but it's not independent thinking like a human that god gives there's no soul to drive it it's soulless yeah
0: you still have to give it input in order for it to decipher and discern right but it's discernment is not spiritual it's discernment is calculable
1: right and here's my concern with this and that is this there are people out there that really start giving personification to these things and believe it you remember when they uh, you, these stories came out when they first started having either what was it the phones or the cars or the or the the GPSs where they had some female voice you can actually talked to them and then they turned they turned this thing into an app where you, they would talk to them and actually some guy fell in love I think with one of these I want to marry or yes. something yeah yes. yeah I mean it's it's sad and there's a derangement there but Greg my point is to make the point yeah. of this yes there are some younger people maybe even older that will actually go to this and think that maybe the, maybe I'm really talking to you know these characters. Maybe they can really tell me something about God. No, they can't. They're simply a program running words and numbers, and they're doing the best they can to put together this stuff. It's not a real being you're talking to, so this is very dangerous. What happens if they tweak it to say what they want you to hear as they say, oh, and guess what? Jesus wasn't really the only way to heaven. I know the Bible said that, but you're talking now to blah, 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 and I'm, I'm giving the real truth. Right. There'll be people that would believe that stuff.
0: You know, let's let's pull back for a minute and let's take a look at a larger picture that's evolved over time. Um, When the advent of radio came into being and came into American households, that was probably the first widespread mass applied uh, technology that most people, regardless of socioeconomic status, could enjoy. Right and then came the tv and of course the tv was a luxury in the beginning uh and then became commonplace and then you've gone from tv to computers yep. and at that time computers were stationary and then computers became mobile in terms of laptops and then the cell phone was introduced and now the cell phone became even a smaller version of a portable computer right. that can also make a phone call right and then ipads and tablets and in and, in and, uh, smartwatches and, and the list goes on and what's happened through every generation that's gone through that technology that technology has been introduced to them at a younger and younger age right and so there becomes a um it, it, from from a neuroplasticity standpoint in terms of how your brain gets mapped and wired and we we would we would liken it and call it maybe muscle memory Uh, but there is a relationship that gets developed and a dependency that gets developed in a relationship not necessarily in a human to human relationship but a relationship in terms of on dependence right and so that's evolved over time and now you think of the generation whose parents gave uh, their their children uh, iPads in their laps, yeah. and this was their babysitter. This was their occupier while mommy or daddy were busy doing whatever right. and interacting back and forth. And the things talking to you and the games or whatever or people on TV, whatever the case may be, it it has an impression on people. And and I think what we're seeing now is because the technology is getting better. And when you think about like Alexa or mm-hmm. Siri, right. or devices that you can talk to, and they can do commands and things like right. that. Again, it, it's just ratcheting that relationship to another level. Right. And so now you enter AI and all of this, right. and then you enter what's happened through COVID, which was the mass isolation of so many people. Right. It furthered the dependence of the technology on people. Which we know is by design, right? because we know at the end of the day the Antichrist is going to use all of that to to be the Holy Spirit or the unholy Spirit absolutely. to connect himself to the people,
1: yeah, absolutely
0: Even so thats the image I mean everything yeah exactly so that's where all of this it is is going
1: it is going you're exactly right, that's where it's going, and uh, you know, we know it's going to continue to go that way, you're going to see more and more of an interaction of people treating this stuff like it's real people and that and that goes to the image. And the way he interacts, and then real people interacting through it makes it even more like a real person when it's not. And it's not.
0: And when you've got people that don't understand that XX does not equal XY. That's right. You you are open to believe really anything yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, and the human nature, we are by design, God has designed us for certain things. Yep. To worship him, uh, to have communion with one another. Right. Fellowship, koinonia. Right. And when we don't get those things the way God's prescribed them for us, yeah. we're going to find it yeah, somewhere, some way, yeah. here comes technology yeah. to replace the human experience.
1: That's right. That's right. It's got to be real people. I mean, it's got to be, and, and it's not going to replace it. There's no soul. It's it's a soulless type thing, you know? Right. And, uh, and, but it's, again, we're going to see more and more of it. People are going to see it as more and more normal. And this, it's just more of a dead interaction you know, it's human interaction. That's what life is. And then interaction with God. So I think we're going to see more and more of it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and like I said, there's part of the technology that's really cool, but it's how the antichrist is going to use it. That's not so Well, cool. that's
1: true with everything, right? Yes, it, it's true. With I mean, everything. think about it. The interactions can be used in amazing ways. God's and-
0: given us all things to richly enjoy. And yeah. then,
1: then, you know. Yeah, you can use it for good or evil. It just depends on, and of course, the enemy's going to use it all for evil.
0: Yep. God doesn't make junk, but man junks up what God makes. Yeah. So, there you go. All right, well, that's Pastor Mark Kirk who's helping us make sense of the signs of the times, our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM L.P. Knoxville. We're a weekly broadcast that we've tagged as podcast number 271, available through all of your popular podcast outlets. And now, You've got made. Pastor Mark, we've got a couple of listener questions this week. Yes, we do. Our first one comes from Dale, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Knoxville. And the title of his question is The Lesson of the Fig Tree. He says Matthew 24, verses 32 through 34 is the lesson of the fig tree there. And he says, I heard a speaker, uh, the name uh, Jay McCarl, teaching on the entire book of Revelation. And I think maybe the title of his teaching was called Decoding the Future. He cross-referenced these verses in Matthew indicating that when Israel has been reestablished in their homeland of Israel, 1948, we can know that all these things, uh, and then in parentheses he puts the rapture of the church, the tribulation, Christ's second coming, will begin during that following generation. He did not give a definitive time frame, but he did surmise that it could be 80 to 100 years after 1948, do you agree with mr mccarl
1: yeah let me just say first of all i haven't heard what what Jay mccarl taught i don't know who that is i haven't heard it so i i can't emphatically say what he said or didn't say but from what you've said um i will share some insight from here just on this passage and i would say i think that he's that he's definitely partly right but i think there's more to the story so i wouldn't say he's wrong i would just add more to the story maybe give some further um insight in what the passage says let me read the passage and first of all for our listeners God refers to the nation of Israel as a fig tree. it's one of the one of the symbols that God uses for the nation of Israel. so you need to understand that to realize that when Jesus uses this symbol, he's talking about the nation of Israel, so it would be exactly right to make that application. listen to what it says. Jesus said there now learn this parable from the fig tree Again, looking at the nation of Israel would be his point when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, okay or we would say uh, begins to bloom, begins to really blossom, begins to flourish then you know that summer's near. So you also, when you see all these things, that's the things he's been talking about that would happen in the last days, know that it is near at the very doors. That is the return of the Lord. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things happen. Have and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Now, first of all, the fact that says this generation has stumbled a lot of people because they say, well, wait a minute, the generation of the Lord in that day, it didn't happen, so the Lord was wrong. Well, Jesus is never wrong, so you have to relook at the verse. He wasn't saying the generation of that day. He's saying this generation that sees the fig tree Those things bear happening. leaves. Yes, that's the generation that you're going to see uh, the return of the Lord. Now, where he comes from as far as 40 to 80 to 100. I think he used 80 to 100 here is what 80, he said.
0: 80 to 100. Yeah,
1: yeah. And again, really, I think... The, and you know, we're thinking generationally. Didn't we always talk in the past 40
0: years of generation?
1: It is, biblically, generally, yes. But okay. he probably went 80 because he mentioned in the second generation, which would be 80. Okay. Sometimes even as much as 100 is used as a generation in Scripture. So there is a variance there from 40 to 100. Probably mentioned 80 here, just so you know, um, um, Dale, because of the... dub uh, saying it was the second generation. But here's the bottom line. Notice, it's it's not. It doesn't say that it'll be forty to a hundred years when Israel's back in the land. In other words, when the fig tree is replanted, it says it'll be forty to a hundred years when the fig tree bears leaves. Okay, when the fig tree begins to bloom, you might say. So, where I do believe he's generally correct, I, I think there's a there's a, a slight flaw to it. If that's really what he said, that I would add to to, to give the fuller picture, and that is, we don't know in God's eyes. When Israel bloomed, notice when they came back in the land in forty eight I would not call that blooming they were it, it was just like they were struggling to survive. It was it a was, fulfillment
0: of a prophecy, yes. but not the one that Jesus is talking about
1: yeah they, yeah they 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 were there, they were a nation, they were trying to survive and trying to become a people. They were struggling, if you will. I would not say that their fig tree had leaves at that point. I would say the fig tree was put in the ground, but the fig tree was new and probably leafless, okay. So the question would be is, when after 1948, did the, in God's viewpoint, did those leaves appear on the fig tree? When did the nation now say, okay, there's a healthy-looking fig tree. This thing has bloomed. I think beyond a shadow of a doubt— it has bloomed. Now you can look at the nation of Israel. I would say this nation has bloomed. They are one of the top nations in the world militarily. They're one of the top nations in the world economically. They're one of the top nations in the world technologically. They invented the iPhone. People don't realize that. Many don't realize the iPhone came out of Israel. Uh, they, they, um, so many things. They've got more, um, um, you know, intellectuals than any other nation. Uh, Nobel Peace, you know, Nobel Prize winners yeah. than any yeah. other nation in history. Whatever, um, and they have bloomed even in export. They, they, they're one of the top exporters of fruit of the world. The flowers Flowers. and they're teeny tiny so the bottom line is not only have they bloomed dale they are producing massive fruit okay fig after fig after fig right but
0: when did god say that started yes
1: when in god's viewpoint when did that take place now if we knew exactly when those leaves appeared from god's viewpoint we could say all right probably anywhere from 40 years to 100 now We're going to be out of here. So I think the good news is this. So that would that would would be the slight flaw I would find in this, and that would be the the, what I would add to it, although I'm not saying he's wrong. I would just add a fuller picture to it. But what I would say is this, is that I do believe now we are in that generation. When he said this generation that sees that, this, I believe, is definitely, with not just the evidence of what's happening with the, the, the fig tree of Israel, but the rest of the signs, Greg, this, I believe, is the generation of the return of the Lord. There's too much going on. And when you look at what's happening with AI... Um, I don't see how it could go much longer without the Lord coming back because I mean they're they're talking about making people in laboratories and then trying to put you know, Elon Musk is now talking about he says he has the ability, whether or not he does, he says he can download somebody's brain, all the information, mm-hmm. and transfer it to another brain. Yeah. Which means if they can create a brain in a lab or whatever the thing might be, it's kinda of like a science fiction movie, they could download your your thoughts, yeah. it wouldn't be your soul, yeah, but your thoughts into another body. Yeah. And and again, the, the technology God can't let this go on yeah, forever.
0: No, but at the same time, Elon Musk has been prom, promising full uh, self-driving FSD level five capabilities for several many years, right. five to ten years, and they still don't have it. As a matter of fact, they've been sued over yeah. their claims. So, is it is it heading in that direction? Well, yeah, but it's not. It's not right where we. They make it sound like it is, especially when Elon Musk talks. He's, he's, he, he, he's, he's a, he's a big thinker. He's a smart guy. He sees farther into the future. And I think he shares those thoughts more than they are realities. So, yeah. but not to say that we're not heading there, but if he, if he can't make a car do full self driving, I don't know how we can make a human. I just, yeah, that's my point.
1: Yeah. And I don't know where they are in that whole I schedule, yeah. Greg. That's a good point. But, but the thing yeah. is, is that if it's going to advance rapidly as they, as they say it is, and we see how fast technology, then this could be a fairly rapidly, evolving thing with ai so the point is either way yeah we're getting to the point to where we're in a realm now where we can really be a major abomination to god and god's creation in heaven more so than man ever had the ability to do and at some point the lord's got to step in and go you know what we're done yeah and so i i do believe we're in that generation Dale. i think we're very close because of this passage yeah. and because of everything else happening in the world
0: well i was going to say in the everything else happening in the world i think about just you know the the impact of that movie the sound of freedom has had on people when it comes to human trafficking yeah and what's being revealed about all of that yeah. and when you just think about all of the sin in the world and the uh uh you know sin against god and the rejection of god the level of rejection and how that keeps ratcheting up Uh, to me i'm more concerned about that than i am about the technology in terms of god's judgment on the whole thing
1: the days of noah
0: the days of noah god he said
1: i'm done that's it he said you know what and it feels like that right it really does i mean and god is gracious god has waited a long time but i tell you i just feel like we're right there um, you know, uh, it's, it can't be long. So I think it's right to be excited. I think we are. I do believe that we are in the generation. I believe it has begun. That'll see the return of the Lord in a lot of that scripture. But I don't necessarily think it can be absolutely calculated from 1948 because date, I don't think it quite bloomed until sometime later. Right.
0: Right. All right. Pastor Mark, our next question comes from Michael, who enjoys signs of the times in Katy, Texas. Uh, his question is about the lamb at the wedding feast and the lamb opening the seals. Yeah. He says, I'm sure I just don't understand clearly or am missing something and I'm hoping you can clear it up for me. I believe God's word is truth and anything outside of that is false or misunderstood. With that said, I was under the impression that we would be celebrating with Christ the lamb, the bridegroom, at the wedding feast of the lamb while the tribulation is being done on the earth for seven years. Will the Lamb be opening the seals during the feast, or is the opening of seals a different time
1: from the feast? You know, it's a great question. And, Michael, just so you know, I've gotten this question twice in one week. This is the second Interesting. time. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever gotten this question. I don't ever remember.
0: But I, I, I mean, it's like... Even in personal like,
1: ministry, nobody's ever asked uh, me this. So but is two Jesus in one doing, week? Is,
0: is he doing two things at the same time, well, essentially, he, is what he's asking? Well, yes.
1: And first of all, I have okay. to recognize the Lord can do multiple things i mean he's doing everything yeah. right to holding the universe together so right. that's not an issue and when we get to heaven we'll be able to do that as well let me give you a different picture of kind of how i i, I kind of envision this i don't know exactly how it's going to be michael but yes the answer is yes we will be having the wedding supper of the lamb it would appear and at the same time it's not just the seals that'll be open it'll be the trumpets it'll be the bowls poured out that will all be during that seven-year feast so we're going to be feasting while all this is happening and i personally believe greg because he's going to be doing all that and the big fanfare of the angels we're going to be watching during the feast what's happening imagine it like a dinner theater and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to um lessen the severity of this by using that analogy or or make
0: it make look like watching the judgments happening it's like
1: we're enjoying no and i want to make clear on that what i'm saying is when i I give you the picture of like a dinner theater what i'm trying to give the picture of is make it more like almost an awards banquet with video um during that time i believe that the lord's going to be giving out awards i think that we're going to be um, um watching the the trumpets will be watching there'll probably be some announcement you know the first trumpet now we'll all kind of look up from our meal the first trumpet the second and we'll be watching this happen while we're having now the bible didn't give all these details i'm 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 just speculating yeah but i do believe the bible indicates all this will be happening at the same time which is really amazing that we're going to be there with the lord as he carries out these things he's going to be doing on the earth we're celebrating with him for those of us. But you talk about being thankful at that moment you're saved and you knew the Lord. Think about sitting there at that dinner, going, "I am so glad I'm not down there with what's happening with this bowl being poured out or this trumpet being blasted right. or whatever." And 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 again, remember the compassion of the Lord, the heart of the Lord, the love that He has, the love that we have. This is the this is the very end of those that are shaking their fist at heaven. So don't don't you know picture it wrong. But I think we're going to be watching all this take place, Greg, during. The wedding supper of the lamb and it's gonna be an unbelievable I just can't even imagine what this is gonna be like.
0: Would you would you imagine since you're you're kind of like picturing some things and i am too i kind of pictured the banquet in my mind when you were talking about that like we're in the space needle because the space needle is up high and you can look out the space needle but it's not like we're sitting in in having a banquet looking out but we can get up and look around and oh, look out the window and go oh you know look at that a third of the earth is you know you know and it's just kind of like this you know but they will see it all but we know that there's not only judgment that's going on but there's also in god's mercy When you think about the angel circling the earth, when you think about the two witnesses, when you think about everything, even through the judgments, God's mercy, it's not just judgment, but it's an opportunity for those people one more time. That's right. You've got a chance to give your life to the Lord. That's right. Okay, so now let's go back to the wedding feast. I'm wondering, as you're talking about all this, and I'm with you in spirit, (laughs) right? We're there. And I'm wondering, are we praying yeah. are we, You know, it's like, it's kind of like, are, are are we praying at the same time we're watching it? Yeah. Are we, are we watching it and saying, Oh Lord, you know, please are like, please open your eyes. See, you know, I mean, you just got to, you, know, you know, you wonder because the Lord's heart is that all men come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, even in the middle of the judgment.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting you said that Greg, because I think it's the first seal that he opens and we all sit there at the table for in silence for 30 minutes. Cause we're blown away. No doubt. I right? wonder, are we praying? Oh, are we blown away? Is yeah. it a combo? Yeah. Yeah. Are we just in awe? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> but it says he's going to open at the very beginning of this whole thing, and and there's 30 minutes of silence in heaven. Amazing. Now think about that. We're just kind of like sitting there It's like, wow. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, this is... It's so, when you say exciting, if you don't know God and understand the heart of God and where we're coming from, it sounds very cold because how can you be excited about the judgment of God? It's not the excitement that God is judging. It's the excitement of watching God make everything right. and yes. you get to be a part of God, making everything right. And as you said, Greg, God giving everyone on the earth that missed the rapture, another chance to repent that they might come to heaven. And no doubt there's going to be, you wonder, I mean, the prayers are coming up from earth to the Lord save me lord save my family you know that's going to be happening will we be petitioning in heaven at the will that be a 30 minute we'll be praying lord my family's down there right now you're getting ready to start this judgment they're all down there right now and i want to lift them all to you right now god Just that connection of being in heaven you see them lord you know how hard they've been you know and praying for our family, our family. i don't know that's what it's going to be but i mean it is it is it is just the i, I get excited thinking about this whole event this is going to be it's so amazing who can yeah. imagine what we have to see and what's going to happen yeah Wow. I'm I'm thankful for the question because it gets you thinking about things. You're like, oh, this is so cool. What a great question. But to to answer it, sum it up there, uh, Michael, is, is, yes, all this stuff is going to be going at the same time. The Lord can handle multiple things at once. We'll be able to, and yet we'll be celebrating. And I think it will even be somehow, my personal opinion, this is not the Bible. I believe it, it will be incorporated into our meal and celebration because when he has those angels come forward, and they each blow the trumpet. We're going that's going to be, you're going to hear that trumpet. It's going to be a major event right there. We're watching. Then you're going to see the seals, the seals broken first, then the trumpets, then the bowls poured out. I think we're going to be going, Lord, you're righteous. He even talks about in Revelation. Right. There's several times we say, God, you're righteous. And all you're doing, and we're going to be praising him, the roar of heaven going, you did it. This is awesome. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> and then more people coming up. As they get, as they as they die for their faith, then we, then all sudden, I wonder if at the, at the table, chairs, people disappearing. Hey, amen you made it you're like oh that was awful but i'm so glad to be here it's like we were praying for you man we were cheering for you we knew when that third bowl was poured out there'd be more coming up and here you are you know <laughs> that
0: re- wow that reminds me years ago you used to describe yourself getting into heaven or or, or describe someone <laughs> describe them that barely mean. got in you know like they're, like you're you're on fire
1: like <laughs> i came, oh, in, man, smoking. I came in smoking i'm smacking my jacket' <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, good, to see, good to see everybody i'm just glad i got in i'm just glad i got in
0: oh man well michael, Lord. michael and dale thank you so much for your questions if you've got a question like michael and dale just hit us up at thewaymedia.net click on signs of the times and you'll see where you can send us your prophecy question all right. Bad actors, bad intentions, bad outcomes, bad agendas, bad oh. breath, it's pestilence Hollywood. plagues, disasters and corruption. Oh, in Hollywood?
1: I thought it was Hollywood. I'm yeah, sorry. In Hollywood. I misunderstood. Yes, yes it's in Bad Hollywood. actors.
0: Well, you know, bad intentions. Well, what is it? Uh, bad what corruption. is it? The third the third week of a strike to so the nation can realize we don't need Hollywood? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Fox News is reporting that Houston health officials are reporting A report for a report of a syphilis outbreak, 128% spike in cases among women. Why, Pastor Mark, why?
1: Yeah, this is scary. It might just be because of greater sexual activity. It might be because, um, again, the Bible says in Matthew 24 that there's going to be more and more plagues in the last days. Houston health officials are warning the residents of a syphilis outbreak responsible, as you said, Greg, for 128% increase among women. The Houston Health Department said it also led a nine-fold rise in congenital syphilis in Houston and Harris County. Statistics indicated that new infections rose by 57% um, in 2019, uh, again, from 1,845 to 2,905 in 2022. The congenital syphilis rose from 16 cases in 2016 to 151 in 2021. The department said Thursday that it would launch a rapid outreach response to address the issue, uh, include, including increasing screening opportunities, targeting hotspots and mobilizing community partners to curb new infections. So I think you've got probably a couple things, a more corrupt community and society. But you've also got, again, in the last days, there'll be plagues, more and more types of plagues and outbreaks. I think both of these probably come into play here. But again, that's a horrible situation. And again, here's the reminder. Look, if we are not involved in sinful sexual activity, we never have to worry about any of this stuff. The only person that ever has to worry about any kind of increase in sexually transmitted diseases are people that are living in sexual immorality. Because once you're married, if you go into that marriage with a disease, yep, you're going to have it and your wife will have it. And if you can get rid of it, great, you can get rid of it. If you can't, you can't. But you're not going to catch anything new. But if you're living out there in sin, I mean, the door's wide open to whatever. So, again, I think it's just a reminder of, of God's word walk in holiness and purity and you don't have to worry about this but it's sad to see what's happening there uh for the people of houston i think probably that would be across the board i doubt it's just houston that's just where the statistics are coming out of yeah
0: all right our next story comes from msn.com the title of the article says global hunger enters a grim new normal
1: Yeah, this is interesting. Again, let me read this article and then we'll chat for a second here. While the fact that there wasn't a major increase in global hunger between 2021 and 2022 could be viewed as a positive sign, there are a lot more negative trends to be gleaned from the United Nations annual flagship report on global food security, which was released last week. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization estimated that between 691 million to 783 million people faced hunger last year. The mid-range of that calculation was about 735 million. It's 122 million more people are going hungry is the bottom line than in 2019. So although it held steady, it's still 122 million more than 2019. So they're seeing this upward trend in famine. Again, this goes right in line, Greg, with what it says in Matthew 24. In the last days, you will see famine increase, Jesus said. What's amazing to me is I always... It's a man-made famine. I always pictured it being just the earth, right? Exactly, Which will be part of it, no doubt. But right now, you're right. It's man right now causing this stuff. They're trying to do, do away with beef and cattle and do away with all these kind of things. They're trying to close down farms, uh, not just like in Denmark. We saw that in America. We've got, you know, our government saying that they shut farms down and, and they're wanting to shut down all this stuff that, that, that keeps people alive. And it's weird, Greg, because here's what's happening. They're worshiping the creator I'm sorry, they're worshiping the creation rather than the creator. They're worshiping the earth and saying we need less people. We need to kind of shrink things down so the earth is healthier. No, God created the earth for people, and God loves people, not the earth.
0: Uh, Is this just a summation of what we learn from the Bible, or is this a specific verse? Because my brain is blanking here. Okay. And that is man cannot govern himself.
1: Yeah, no, that's just more of a principle. Okay, the principle. The Bible proves that man can't govern himself. Exactly. Well, I mean... And man is
0: proving right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, just corroborating what the Bible is telling us is yeah. that man can't govern himself apart yeah. from God. I mean, yeah. anyway.
1: Well, that's why the only nations. It's just amazing to me. Well, the only nations that are successful are nations that honor God. And even I think. You to know, any stretch. Right. And when you look, Greg, at all the different types of um, governments throughout history, I think that arguably America has the most successful man, well, God-inspired, but man-run government um, by the way, the way that it runs right now, because it, it just it just works better than others. The others continue, communism and socialism continually fail, and they end up being taken over by dictatorships and just kind of collapse. So this is kind of the best man can do. But even within this, we have so many flaws with in the way we do our government. There are so many flaws. Yeah. That's why you see the people that want socialism and communism screaming because like, "We can do better." We can do well. No, you really can't. If you look at world history, you can't. This is the best man can do. But it's not going to be perfect though until Jesus Christ comes back. And runs the entire thing. That's when we're going to see the real fruit yeah. of, of what a government should be.
0: Well, the bottom line is that crisis breeds
1: control. Yeah,
0: yeah And it that's does. And that's what the Antichrist wants is, is is control. And he can't get control unless there's a crisis.
1: And as as many politicians say, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. That means let's get more control yes. through the crisis. Yes. And, and, and Jesus is going to come yeah. back and be the only one that can run this yeah. thing correctly.
0: Or government if you think the problems we created are bad, just wait until you see our solutions.
1: There you go. That's right. What is it? The worst thing you can ever hear, Was Ronald Reagan said, is I'm, I'm from the government. I'm, I'm here, here, to here to help. help. <laughs> <laughs> it's Very like, true. Oh, no, Now we're in big trouble, we're right?
0: Big trouble. All right. We're heading to the church. Specifically, we are heading to the United Church of Christ, yeah. which really, they should remove the name Christ from their church name. yeah, uh, And they're urging uh, the UCC is urging churches to help quote unquote pregnant people yeah. get abortions.
1: You know, Greg, the Bible talks about in the last days, here's our approach from the signs of the times, there'll be a falling away. And you see these kind of things. It, it's shocking to see that those who would take the name of the church of Christ and and do these uh, abominable things. Um, United Church of Christ overwhelmingly passed a resolution calling on member congregations of the liberal mainline denomination to help pregnant people get abortions. Look, if you can't even decide who it is that gets pregnant, then you have no moral authority at all. It's like you said, if you don't know that men have the X and Y chromosome and the women have the X and X chromosome, and there's no surgery or mental gymnastics that can change that, if you can't face reality there as a moral leader, you can't be... A moral leader, so they're failing here on so many things even before you get going. But the whole pregnant people thing just shows a failure of their morals. At the 34th UCC General Synod earlier this month, delegates passed the measure denouncing the U.S. Supreme Court's June 2022 Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization decision and calling for the denomination to support abortion access by a vote of 611 in favor to 24 opposed and 13. Uh, abstaining the UCC resolution claimed that a majority of Americans support legal abortion in most cases. Now, what an odd statement for the church to make the majority of Americans who cares what the majority majority of Americans vote. If you're a church, you should say this God says, or God's word says it doesn't matter about the people. People are sinful. They are fallen. God says not Americans support. That, that makes it very clearly a political organization. Um, you know, but again, anyway, It says that the Americans support legal abortion in most cases and that the state abortion bans can threaten the lives of pregnant people. Um, Only women can be pregnant. As well as deepen unequal access to comprehensive reproduction care for minority communities. Again, this is totally a political organization right here that made this decision. This has nothing to do with the Lord. The resolution also urges the United Church Board Ministerial Assistance to provide emergency grants to any UCC medical beneficiaries and other eligible applicants to cover out-of-pocket costs and travel costs incurred by accessing care not available in their home state. So, um in other words, we'll give you emergency grants um so you can travel to places where you can get an abortion if our state does if your state wherever that church is doesn't allow it. So what we're going to do is is that we're going to do what we can to work around God and work around God's govern you know, the government and everything and try to give you money to go and and to kill your child. I mean, it's amazing how mankind, apart from God, can become so tainted and so twisted in their view that not only could they approve something so wicked as this, but in addition, call it a church yeah. of Christ. Shocking to me, but again, the Bible says, in the last days, there'll be more of this. Well, and, you know,
0: and that's where I think the beginnings of, of doubt and questioning, I mean, this is no different than the garden. You know, when they started to question, you know, when, when, when the serpent questioned Eve and said, did God really... I mean, did he really say that? That's right. I mean, the modern church, in this case, the United Church of Christ, is basically saying that that God for us, the Bible for us, is an accessory. It's an addendum. It's an add on. It's it's, but it's not an absolute. Yeah, God is absolute. He is. He's the absolute authority. He's the yeah. absolute. He's the absolute epitome of love. Yeah, of grace, of mercy, of all those things, and. If we don't look to him as our sufficiency yeah. in Christ, then we are going to be looking at other things to be sufficient. And man, in the world's ways, is more than happy to tell the church, you know, that God stuff is, is, it's okay, but you know what? The truth is really right here. So as long as you do that, but believe in this, you'll be okay.
1: Yeah, they obviously don't know the Bible or believe it. I mean, no that's, that's the bottom line. So uh, it's sad, but again we're going to see more of that Greg in the last days.
0: Yeah, more to come. Yep. But now it's time for some good news. Yes. All right, this is from christianheadlines.com. Inmates at a maximum security prison gather to worship God together. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, this is this is interesting. Christian ministry God behind bars recently shared a video showing inmates inside a maximum security prison Worshipping and praising God. Some of you guys in the room, he says in this quote, "This is one of the only moments that you have just, uh, you just have your time with the Lord." A speaker seen telling 150 inmates who gathered inside a prison chapel. The CBN News reports it might always be chaos or noise, so I just want you to take a moment and allow you guys to spend some time with Jesus, to reflect and to begin to think of things that you're grateful for. God behind bars says that the song "Gratitude" by Brandon Lake was then played. Uh, where they worshipped, and earlier in June, the ministry reported that 130 prisoners were baptized at a federal prison, including 90 women. And I quote, it was such a holy moment, God is changing the lives of these women, addictions are breaking, forgiveness is reigning, and Jesus is winning. I love that. That's a great great statement. God Beyond Bars has also released the Pendo app, a faith-based app that gives inmates access to worship music and sermons. Uh, on the approved tablet and they quote we've created satellite campuses in prisons and our whole mission to be introduced uh, introduce inmates to jesus Isaac Holt, Director of Innovation for behind God Behind Bars, told CBN News. So if you have family, first of all, this is fantastic. Yes, it is. What a great ministry. And yeah. if you have family, you're listening to this, you've got family that's in prison right now. Let them know about this app. Uh, let them know what's going on with this particular ministry, the Pando app. It's called Pando app. And again, uh, uh, for God uh, Behind Bars, a great ministry. And so send them to it. But what a great thing you see God reaching. You know, we, we talk about how God's going to reach those, Greg, during Revelation. Because the, yeah. they're getting, they're yeah. getting. Listen, in prison, you've got somebody's attention. Some people are so hard they'll never listen, but some people, this is what gets their attention. So God uses prison to open up eyes, and in this case, He did that through this uh, ministry. And um, it's just tremendous to watch God work and, and, and to see Him working again in the prison system. It's fantastic.
0: Great news indeed.
1: It is, and you know He brings up here in this whole thing talking about you know the, you know, the satellite they have their, their their internet system or whatever. Um, and again, we talked about how satellite can be used for good and be used for bad this is one of the ways that the internet is definitely used for good yeah and this ai technology and all and so uh, again while we need to be very cautious with ai technology we also have to recognize that this kind of technology can work in a wonderful way and so be praying that god would use this technology in a in a great way and be praying for these ministries that are using in a great way um you know i i i watch what's happening with this whole um ai stuff and what's taking place that's another reason greg i think we're toward the very end because satan's trying to basically become god to know everything about everyone's life and what they're doing um and that's what ai does you know um the more and more ai gets um again applied to our lives the more invasive it is you're being watched on your computer being watched on your phone you're even being watched in your cars now the self-driving cars they have facial recognition is my understanding they've got all kinds of things that people may not even know about that they're watching you in the midst of that and again i think it's all going to come into play in the last days with what's happening but um you know i i i want to again as i see what's happening here in this prison i want to just take a moment again to talk to our listeners about where are you uh, we can talk about AI technology and talking to computers and asking the questions about Bible, you know, whatever, Jesus, but you can talk directly to God right now. You can talk to God. You don't need AI technology. All you need is hey, i I'm ready and I want to <laughs> talk to the Lord. And so it's time. And if God is moving in your heart, you know, you're listening to the show today and you're just, maybe you heard it for the first time. Maybe you've listened for a while. You've never made that commitment to Jesus Christ and God is opening your eyes. Hey, what these guys are talking about. This prophecy stuff, it's really coming to pass. We're seeing it take place. The Bible tells us all of it. It proves that it's true. God is showing you that. And God is opening your eyes right now so that you can be saved. And this could be a holy moment for you. let are talk about the holy moment here they're having and they're in that prison. This right now might be your holy moment. If God is opening up your eyes right now to see that the word of God is true, that Jesus really did die on the cross for you, not just the sins of the world, but for you and for your sin, all you have to do is this. Lord, I'm a sinner. Just tell him. Confess it. I am guilty before the throne of heaven. I am a sinner. I believe you died for me on the cross. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me clean of my sins. I want to be a part of your kingdom. And here's the good news we talked about the wedding supper of the Lamb. If you pray that prayer right now, you'll not only be saved eternally and all your sins gone, that's the best news, no matter what happens, okay? but you will be taken in the rapture of the church. You will be in one of those seats during that festival where we celebrate watching all this taking place. You're going to be the one sitting there saying, I'm so thankful I made that decision before God started judging everything. And you're going to be there with us rejoicing. We want you there. Don't wait until God forces you in the kingdom or you miss it completely by hardening your heart. If your heart is soft right now, soften your heart respond to that cry out to the lord receive jesus as lord and if you do that just pray in your heart and turn from your sin repent of your sin make it real in your heart not from your lips but from your heart and if you do that you'll be null you'll be born again you have your place in heaven let us know we want to help you get started in your walk with jesus christ call us here at the church again that's 865-609-1385 869 865-609-1385 call and we will be here we'll have somebody to talk to you we'll get you some materials to get you started in your walk with god we want to help you get going we want to celebrate with you and again i just had in my heart to extend that invitation a little bit longer as we finish today's show and i know that was of the lord so i believe somebody right now is being moved by the holy spirit respond to it respond
0: we can only pray that that's the case amen pastor mark thank you so much and folks thanks for listening hey don't forget if you've got an apple tv box or you've got a roku tv box then guess what You've got another way to get the Way Media. Just download the Way Media app on any of those TV devices. If you think that we look bad on a small screen, just wait until you <laughs> put us up on the big screen. <laughs> anyway, have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back here next Friday at 1:30 for more Signs of the Times.